Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. It's Angela, and I am so excited to welcome you to this episode of Architecting. Today, we are going to talk about discernment. I want to really unpack the term and put a finer point on it. Discernment is simply the ability to pick out the traits, see the facts, understand the qualities of something. As such, discernment could be psychological, moral, or even aesthetic. But what discernment is not is a judgment. A lot of times discernment is even talked about in the context of science because it really is just about noticing, not assigning any value to a thing, not determining that it's good or bad, just noticing. And I think that is a really good skill to cultivate because most of us have a story. It's based on what happened to us growing up, the people we spend the most time with, the beliefs we hold that may or may not be true about how life works that story becomes a lens through which we see the world. So when something happens, it triggers our story, whatever it is, and we then react because we have made a judgment about what's gone on instead of respond. How do we get to that place of discernment? And I'm not going to lie. It is not easy because, of course, if something triggers your story, it's going to emotionally hook you in. First of all, I think we need to understand why is discernment important. I talked a little bit about react versus respond and really about empowering yourself because when you react, you are not in control. When you respond, you are in control and choosing the action that you will or will not take in the moment. I hope you understand this issue of discernment better. I am sharing, with permission, a story of a client I've worked with recently whose name has been changed to protect her privacy, who we'll call Joanna. And Joanna was highly sensitized that out of her eight-person office, she was the only woman aside from the receptionist. She didn't always feel like some of her older colleagues took her as seriously as they took her male counterparts. Often, she would talk to me about problems with he speaking and mansplaining, 
So she had a story here related to being a woman architect. Now, it doesn't mean that she wasn't for real encountering workplace issues or microaggressions. And I have to add in here as well that Joanna is not this hard-boiled corporate type. She actually really loves fashion. She grew up poor, and one of the things she really enjoys about making a good salary now is that she gets to dress well. So this is an important part of her identity is the self-expression that she has through her outfits. And she'd been out shopping recently and saw these really cool silk cuffed pants that were kind of styled after lounge pants, but they weren't. And she decided since she didn't have any client meetings, she was gonna wear them to work with a cashmere sweater so she walks in feeling really confident, really good about herself. And one of her older coworkers, who we'll call Fred, looks at her and says, did you wear your pajamas to work today? Well, Joanna just about lost it. She was so angry. And all she could muster was to say no and run to the bathroom and try to regain her composure. And she was self-conscious all day long about what she was wearing. She alternated between feeling stupid for thinking that she could pull off this look or feeling extremely angry that someone would insult her like this. So, Let's unpack this story a little bit and see where discernment could have come into play. Joanna's conversation with me was something like, I don't want to have these kind of emotional episodes in the office. I want to feel more confident. I don't want the confidence I walked in the door with to dissolve the minute somebody says something to me. How could I have handled this situation better? How could I have reprimanded him? How could I have had clearer boundaries? And I had to kind of stop her because what was happening here is Joanna was focusing on her reaction and trying to decide if that was good, bad, right, or wrong. The fact that her coworker thought she was overly sensitive and thought that her need to run into the bathroom was ridiculous, made her question her own professionalism. What we needed to unpack was why she felt that way. And of course, she felt that way because this wasn't just about the outfit she was wearing. It was about all of the symbolism that the clothes had to her related to freedom of expression and agency and the confidence to wear a fashionable outfit. So when she came in with that story attached to what she was wearing, of course, anything but a positive, clearly positive, like no doubt about it, kind of response 
was going to trigger all the reasons why having freedom and autonomy and agency and dressing fashionably were important. In other words, core wounds, limiting beliefs, all of that. But while she was focusing on the emotional kind of fallout of the encounter, what I prompted her to do was to look at what was the triggering moment, which was, of course, the snarky comment that her colleague made. And to show her why that comment truly was insensitive and inappropriate. And she wasn't wrong to not appreciate that comment. needed to separate her discernment of her colleague's behavior from the triggered reaction she had to it. In other words, someone who didn't care that much about fashion and who just would grab the first thing out of their closet, maybe they subscribed to Stitch Fix so they got that exact same outfit, but they didn't put it together or really care that much, would walk in the door. The colleague might say the exact same thing, but because that person doesn't have the story, that person could have made the discernment, as Joanna did, that the comment was inappropriate, but could have had the composure to respond and not react. Like maybe could have shot back a humorous comment about what he was wearing, or could have told him, I don't appreciate you talking about my wardrobe. Any number of ways to have made it clear that she wasn't going to tolerate that kind of comment, but probably forgotten all about it 10 minutes later because she wouldn't have been triggered. So this fictional Joanna counterpart is a great way to see how we can use discernment, not judgment. Someone who has a story, when they get triggered, judge and everything she was telling me about this coworker was based on her perceptions which came from the filter of her story versus this fictional counterpart who doesn't have that trigger able to just simply say that was a dumb thing to say and not think about it again there would be no judgment There'd be no resentment. It would have been handled. If we really want to be empowered, if we really want to be high-performance people and have careers that are impactful, we aren't going to get too far if we're always going off at people, if we always think things that don't work out the way we want them to, are against us, if we can't have empathy for others because we're too caught up in what we feel and how we think and how we believe we were treated. So it keeps us really stuck and held emotionally hostage even. doesn't allow us to make higher level decisions or think 
through the eyes of the other person and maybe ask some better questions in the moment or diffuse or de-escalate a problem. Discernment is really valuable. It's also something that is tricky to cultivate because emotional triggers happen in a nanosecond so quickly that we are often not even consciously aware of what the situation is before we feel the emotional response. Many times the emotional response is part of what makes us more aware of what just happened. To practice discernment, it's really easy if we make it about something that we don't have an attachment to. So, for example, I want you to try this little exercise with me. If I said to you, boy, it's really rainy today, but the sun was shining, you would not take that to be a criticism. You would not internalize that statement. You might, however, discern that the person who said it was rainy was maybe not actually aware of the current weather conditions. So you might respond to them by saying, oh, well, maybe it was raining here earlier, but the sun's out now. And then you would go on your way and you would probably forget that you even had that exchange with that person. I hope this is helping you to see how the same thing can happen, but it's the story we have attached to the underlying issues that that thing is expressing that causes us to make judgments, that causes us to have an emotional reaction. Discernment is the ability to see something for what it is, but then to make a decision about how much you're going to be bothered by the situation, how much you're going to invest emotionally in it. Oftentimes, it's a lot more subtle. It's a lot trickier to tell what's going on. There might be some manipulation and gaslighting involved in the situation. And maybe it's been, you know, a recurring issue over a period of time with you and this other person. So then it's a whole lot harder to have the discernment because your ability to detect it has been clouded by the circumstances. So you you have the trigger. And now we have to sleuth backward to get to the discernment. So the triggering event happens. You feel guilty about it or are made wrong by the other person. Was the thing that caused the reaction something that is a problem or not? If it's not a problem, then we need to work on our story and why we're so triggered, but we can move on. We don't need to take further action. On the other hand, if what we see when we backtrack is that someone really did do something that wasn't okay, then we get to understand that 
we we don't have to be available for poor treatment by others. We don't have to ever be available for that. We can acknowledge that it wasn't appropriate, wasn't okay, and take action in the future guided by that knowledge. That discernment of the moral questionability of the action, that's your guiding light. So don't get stuck in the story. Don't linger in the emotional backlash that hits you. Don't allow other people to make you feel bad or wrong that you had an emotional response. Go back and discern and then decide your future course of action based on what you want to be available to receive from others. All right, everyone. I'm so glad that you were listening today and went on this journey with me to unpack the idea of discernment. When we confuse it with judgment, we can get caught up in emotional responses that we don't need to have and that we can really truly unhook ourselves from toxic situations or people or the potential for those things to arise simply by being much more in tune and discerning rather than judging as situations unfold. If you would like more help with this, because you're feeling a little stuck in terms of how to move forward and you feel like maybe you do have issues like this, I have opened up my calendar for October and the first half of November and would love to invite you to book a Flourish session. Flourish is a 90-minute video call with me where we will go through a lot of the underlying things that are blocking you so that you can come up with a plan for yourself that includes practices to get you unstuck so that you can move forward with grace and ease instead of just repeating the same patterns over and over and over again. So, If you go to architectingpodcast.com programs, you will be able to see information on the Flourish sessions and book one right through the website. Do have a limited amount of spots. I've already started booking. So if you want more choice on the calendar and you want to get in before I have to close out my time, and I won't be opening up more spots until January. If you want to get in on a Flourish session and really kind of reset and break free from old patterns and move forward with purpose, come work with me for 90 days and get your transformation. All right, everyone, I would love to hear your thoughts. Come on over to Instagram, share what your aha moments were from this episode and we will see you next time take care thanks for being part of this episode of architecting 
If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. (laughs) 